0: Welcome to another episode of Search News You Can Use with me, Dr. Marie Haynes. I'm recording this episode on Thursday, December 13th, and um, there's a good number of things that have gone on over the last week of search. So my goal is to keep you updated with this and to give you a few tips and tricks along the way. Um, If you are new to this podcast, you can find all of this information on my newsletter. You can find that at mariehaynes.com slash newsletter. Uh, That's M-A-R-I-E. H-A-Y-N-E-S and um, yeah you can find all of this uh, this stuff in here what I usually do with the podcast is give you a few things that normally are only accessible in the paid version of the newsletter Uh, so if there are things that I'm talking about that you can't find it might be that you have to upgrade to a paid membership so I'm pretty excited we just recorded our very first webinar on EAT if you are uh, struggling to learn more about EAT uh, expertise authoritativeness and trust or you just want to kind of figure out what is it that everybody's talking about about in terms of EAT then um, this is going to be available on our website we're just waiting till we have the transcript ready Uh, and for now you could go to my YouTube channel and uh, it should be one of the top videos on my channel that um, uh, you, you can follow along with that. We had over 200 people attend the webinar, um, tons of really good questions. And so I did my best to answer as many questions as I could. Uh, if you've missed this webinar, then uh, there's gonna be another one, um, probably early January, where we're gonna talk specifically about author EAT. And I had a lot of questions in the first uh, seminar or webinar about author EAT. So I'm really looking forward to this. And then uh, beyond that, we're gonna do another webinar that is uh, talking specifically about trust and if you are a medical site uh, or another site that saw drops with either August 1st or September 27th updates then you really really want to pay attention to this because we've seen uh, we've analyzed a good number of sites that were hit Uh, we're starting to see some sites make recoveries although not all sites are and um, so if you're looking for more information then I would invite you to uh, to join us if you want to be updated with the dates um, then just become a subscriber again mariehaines.com slash newsletter and uh we'll send you an email with the dates as we announce them so let's get on to the regular seo news it looks like there was a mild quality update around december 4th to 6th of 2018 so um there's nothing really specific that i think this update is going after i do think that link quality could be a component of it and the reason why i'm saying that is that some of the sites that saw improvements um were sites that we had filed disavows for, which we haven't filed a whole lot of disavows. So uh, anytime we see that, then we well, start wondering if whether uh, you know Google is paying more attention to the quality of your backlink profile. Um, we did see a number of sites that we had either reviewed or are waiting for us to review that saw drops. And I think it's um, probably helpful if I can share with you some of the sites that dropped and uh, why they dropped. Um, one was a, a medical site. And those of you who are listening to this and thinking like, is that my site? Cause I, I know a lot of our clients, uh, listen to this podcast. Um, we had a ton of medical sites that we've reviewed. So, um, you know, don't be thinking I'm talking about your specific site. Uh, this, um, one site that saw drops uh, our biggest concern when we did our site quality review was that the site was uh, talking about a lot of medical advice that contradicted scientific consensus this is something i wrote about in my uh, post on the september 27th algorithm update the quality writers guidelines say specifically that if there's content on a website a lot of content that goes against the general scientific consensus that that can be a sign of low quality now what we recommend to people is in some cases that content needs to go in other cases you need to do a really good job of showing both sides of the story so i don't think it's wrong if you want to write a post that says do carrots cure cancer um you know, you can write that post uh, and you can say, here's some evidence that shows that maybe they do. You know, we think that because blah, 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 blah. But I would like to also see on that page something that says, what does the general scientific community or medical community think about this? And talk about the fact that your average traditional doctor is probably not going to agree with this theory. Um, I don't know if Google is nuanced enough to be able to determine that you're showing both sides of the story, but one of the things that uh, we often point out is Amit Singhal gave us 23 questions for Panda, and one of those questions is, "Does your article tell both sides of the story?" Um, so that's uh, one of the reasons for this particular site to see uh, to see drops. Um, Another site that uh, saw further drops was the site that we had talked about um, being more clear on disclosing their monetization methods. And I know some of you are sort of cringing right now because you're, you know, you have these ads that you don't really want to point out to people that they're ads. Um, In this case, this was a site that's selling leads uh, in a way that you you go to the site and you don't think that you're going to be used as a lead. Like You think you're just going there for information. Uh, And so we've asked them to be more clear about the fact that when you contact us, your information is going to actually be sold as a lead and and that you're going to get a phone call from somebody. Um, And so uh, I know a lot of sites that do that type of marketing would not want to disclose that. But I really feel like We've seen it time and time again, especially with the September 27th update, that uh, this is something that Google is looking at. I'm fairly certain about that. Um, Another site that saw drops was a job portal site Uh, and our concerns for this site was that it had tons of thin content. Um, They had basically the same information that you'd see on the well-known job portals like Indeed.com and uh, the thing is that they didn't really add anything extra to it and so if you are using information that people can get anywhere or multiple places You need to make sure that you add significant value. And this site, they had pulled in a bunch of data um, algorithmic or uh, programmatically, basically, to to determine, uh, to help kind of prop up these posts. And um, it wasn't enough. I mean, if as the so to determine whether you're adding enough unique value, just, you know, actually show your posts to some people who are not intimately connected with your business. And say, Hey, if you were looking for information on this particular job, which of these sites would you go to and show them indeed, show them your site, maybe show them another site. And, um, you know, they might say, well, I recognize Indeed as a, you know, a big player. And so why would I want to go elsewhere? Um, And so in order for you to actually provide significant value, it can be really, really challenging. Um, And so these are sites that saw some drops. We also had some sites that saw improvements. I I would say that this update is a fairly minor one in terms of quality, but there definitely was something that went on. Um, As I'm recording this, it's Thursday, December 13th, Uh, there is some chatter that potentially another update is happening right now. It's crazy. It seems to be like pretty much every week there's something significant that happens. Um, Usually around Christmas time, things sort of slow down a little bit. Uh, So hopefully that's the case. Um, We're still trying to figure out what our schedule is going to be for publishing newsletter, by the way, over Christmas. We may find that we have uh, a week with very minimal content, Um, just so you're aware of that. Moving on to other uh, things that you might want to know. Chrome 71 is out now. And this is significant because uh, Chrome 71 is going to be doing a bunch of things to try to stop um, annoying ads from appearing. And so uh, one of the things that Google wants to not show is ads that they define as fake messages. Uh, and so um, an example would be an ad that you can't close Um or uh, a warning you know you see those ads where you're like oh your mac is running out of space or we've detected viruses on your computer Um, you know you better download this software right now and i mean i guess people fall for that kind of thing so chrome 71 what it'll do is uh, the way i understand it is it just won't show ads for those particular sites um, when people land on them i know uh, in webmaster tools um, the old version of Search Console There is something called the ad experience report, which uh, it'll be interesting to see if that reflects this problem. Um, So far when we've looked at the ad experience report for a bunch of clients, there's really been nothing there. Uh, I've yet to see one that has a red warning in ad experiences. Um, So let's, we'll pay attention to that. I, I think my guess, I mean the quality readers guidelines talk extensively about ad quality. And my guess is that this is not a huge component of the algorithms just yet. But now that Chrome 71 is measuring this, I think that that can contribute to your overall quality score. So if Google is seeing that, oh, the vast majority of the time when people land on your site, you're showing them ads that are annoying, they can't close them, they're deceptive or whatever, then that's going to cause your overall quality score to be lower. And you're probably likely to not rank well. Um, So you really don't want to have, one of the sites that we're reviewing right now has ads at the end of the content that are really objectionable. I mean, you, you look at it and it's just pictures of some of them are sexual in nature. Some of them are just nasty, like toenail fungus, weird, like pictures that people um, don't really find attractive to look at. And uh, as, you, as you go down the page, the ads just continue to happen. Like it's like infinite scroll for ads, um, that type of thing probably is a big reason for that site to be seen as low quality. So there's always a conflict between monetization teams and SEOs. uh, But you really want to and again, the best way to determine whether your ads are annoying to people is to get a bunch of users to use your site and give them give their opinion on uh, your ad experience. Um, there's now an API for uh, live stream um, structured data. So uh, the way I understand this is if you continually are regularly do live streams from your website you can use structured data to mark up uh, your page and then uh, if the web if the event is actually happening and somebody's doing a search and you appear in the search results there'll be a red thing next to it that says live now Uh, so that's kind of cool I might look into that for the future we're starting to do a few more webinars now I don't think we do enough for me to uh, uh, I don't think people are going to be searching um, that much to make it worthwhile, but it might be for some of your businesses. We've got some stuff in the newsletter about how Google has changed how they're reporting on AMP errors. So if you're using AMP, uh, there's going to be less specific information in Search Console, which should mean that you have fewer errors that are, are showing. So uh, that's a good thing. Google introduced uh, a WordPress plugin which looks really cool and I will probably implement this on my site. Uh, it's actually something that allows you to um, pull in information from Search Console, Google Analytics, AdSense, and also PageSpeed Insights. Um, I actually think that you might be able to see right in WordPress what the page speed score is for each individual article on your site. Uh, so this looks pretty cool. I, I haven't tried it yet, but I think it's something that uh, a lot of people should be implementing. Uh, Speaking of Search Console, Google just announced today, uh, actually, that as of right now, when I'm recording this, um, they've shut down a bunch of the reports that are only available, that used to be available in the old Search Console. Um, So if you're looking for uh, the ones that are search analytics, links to your site, internal links manual actions mobile usability and then index status those reports are all gone now from the old search console and you need to get them from i keep calling it beta search console but it is the regular search console now Uh, so if you're looking for those in old search console that's why you can't find them um interesting stuff about uh, we talked last week about how search engine land got de-indexed and if you missed that episode uh, what happened was Google actually thought that the site was hacked but it was a mistake on Google's side and they removed the site from the index which is kind of crazy I mean if this was a big business that was making hundreds of thousands of dollars every day um, you know being out of the index for a day is scary but it was interesting search engine land actually posted an article talking about uh, what happened during the time they were de-indexed they saw an increase in Bing traffic for 15%. Uh, direct traffic went up 25%. Uh, referrals up 90%. And um, social media traffic went up 300%, which is incredible. So what that says to me is that if you have a recognizable brand, and you're known as an authority, and people regularly go to you for information, then they're going to find you in other ways. And think about if your search presence died today, let's say, the unforgivable happened and Google de-indexed your site, um, would you still survive? Would you? And I'm thinking, you know, my own site, we get some traffic from search, but we um, get a lot of traffic from referrals. You know, if I write articles, uh, things like this, you know, this podcast uh, can send us business. Um, our YouTube sends us business. Uh, Twitter does a little bit Facebook. Uh, and so... It's important to diversify. Um, And uh, so I think that's the lesson that we can learn from here is that you don't want to rely 100% on Google search for your business because it's very unpredictable what could uh, what could happen. A little bit more about WordPress 5. Uh, I just wanna mention this again because I'm hearing all sorts of horror stories from people who have upgraded to WordPress 5. Uh, WordPress 5 uses something called the Gutenberg editor and Gutenberg is uh, not well received. Um, and a lot of sites are breaking when we're updating, uh, not we, when I haven't updated any sites yet, but when people are updating them. So. Be careful. If you're going to update, I would suggest, um, of course, having a backup and uh, testing the update in a staging environment first. Um, so that's something that uh, I'm sort of sitting and waiting for other people to um, to, to test this out first before we update uh, any of the sites that we uh, have WordPress ownership over. Um, I really thought this was interesting. So Bill Swalski wrote an article on the GoFish Digital blog, and it's talking about uh, how Google may actually be ranking authors or ranking content based on the authority of the authors. Now, I tweeted about this, and it brought up a bunch of um, Twitter discussion about, well, come on, Google had authorship years ago, and they told us they're no longer using authorship. And what Bill is saying is that this is something a little bit different. He's talking about a patent, That, uh, let's see if I can read it in his words. He said, he talked about the possibility of Google creating an author score that includes something like a citation score. Um, And so what he's saying is that he thinks that Google may be using citations to score authors. And this is nothing new. I mean, really... If as an author, if I am writing on Moz, on Search Engine Land, on, you know, all of these authoritative places, then that sort of speaks to my authority as an author. Right. Uh, And so um, I think this is talking about author E.A.T., uh, you know, and we can debate this back and forth, but it's very clear in the quality raters guidelines that Google wants to see that um, the authors of your content have EAT to write that content. So uh, if you're interested in this, it would be good to read Bill's uh, article that he wrote. Um, I feel like I haven't done him justice in, in summarizing it properly. Uh, but um, the main point here is that I do think that Google looks at a number of factors to determine whether your authors uh, are trustworthy, whether they have authority and expertise to write on the topics that they write on. We're still seeing reports of people having issue with Google News. If you are having trouble getting indexed in Google News, it's probably a bug on Google's side. I feel like we've been talking about this for months now. Um, Google keeps saying that it's fixed. And then uh, I saw one uh, post, uh, a comment on Barry Schwartz's blog where I think it was somebody from ABC who was saying like it's taking hours for new content to get into Google News which is not good because people want the most recent news so there's still some type of a bug going there. Um, looks like Google kind of goofed a bit in terms of uh, this email that they sent out. Um, so they sent out emails to uh, people who were both on Search Console and Google Analytics. And if you, the way I understand it is if you were an owner on Search Console, then you um, Google automatically added you on analytics. It may be the opposite. Uh, And what they did was they sent out a bunch of emails to say like, hey, we just added you as an owner. Um, But they sent out emails to people who weren't owners. They were actually just given restricted uh, permissions. And what happened was uh, people received the email address of all these people who had restricted access and it was a little bit of a privacy uh, snafu Um, so I not much more to add about that but I thought it would be interesting to talk about Uh, there was a neat uh, Twitter poll by Rand Fishkin where he asked which paid SEO tool suite is your current go-to so SEMrush had 36% of the vote I would say SEMrush is probably the tool that we use the most here We use it for a lot of competitor analysis, uh, keyword rankings we do as well. Um, you know, there's a lot of really good stuff in SEMrush. Uh, I really do like the site audit that, uh, uh, that they do. I mean, it's certainly not uh, going to replace an actual human doing audit work, but it, we do use it in our uh, site quality reviews. The next most valuable tool was uh, Ahrefs, which is in our uh, tool set, it's probably our second most valuable tool as well. So um, we use Ahrefs a lot for link analysis. And then behind that was Moz. Um, I am a Moz member and uh, hope to get back to posting more in the Moz Q&A. That's kind of where I, uh, my career uh, started taking off when I started getting involved in forum discussions, especially on Moz. Um, so uh, yeah, I thought that was interesting. There's tons of really good tools out there. I'm, uh, you know, pretty much every week, somebody emails me saying, hey, can you try out our new tool? And I, I always feel bad because there's only so many hours in the day, right? Um, so, you know, if you are, currently creating an SEO tool, I would really urge you to do market research before it goes live or before you, you know, put years into developing it. I'm not trying to say that it won't ever work, but I find often what happens is people are approaching me saying, hey, we have this great tool that does blah, blah, blah. Do you want to try it out? But whatever it does it, we can already do that with our current tools. Um, and so, uh, you know, in order, it's just like SEO, right? In order to, uh, be accepted widely, you need to show very clearly why people should use your tool rather than the others. And you need to be able to do that. I had one tool provider that is really adamant about like, you know, just give us an hour of your time and we'll, we'll give you a demo and, um, walk you through everything. The problem is busy business owners don't have an hour of time to be marketing. Marketed to. Um, so if you can explain those things on your site itself, um, and if you can very clearly uh, and quickly tell people, here's why my tool is more valuable than anybody else's, then that's the, the best way to go. Google Plus, we talked about before, is going to be shutting down. Uh, They had a data breach and they're going to shut down earlier than expected. Uh, So I don't know much about, you know, what information was uh, misused, but um, looks like it'll be shut down in April of 2019. Um, We watched the uh, Sundar Pichai uh, talk Uh, in front of Congress this week. We watched it in our office and it was really an interesting um, discussion. I put some stuff in the newsletter about uh, one of the Congresswomen was asking him about um, why when you Google the word idiot, uh, you are still seeing Donald Trump. And so he was um, testifying because there's concerns over Google having political bias. And so what he was trying to describe was how search works. And I'm actually going to read this out. Uh, This is um, his response to this question we provide search for any time you type in a keyword as Google we have gone out and crawled and stored copies of billions of web pages in our index we take the keyword and we match it against web pages and rank them based on over 200 signals things like relevance freshness popularity how other people are using it and based on that at any given time we try to rank and find the best results for that query And then we evaluate them at the external raters, that's the quality raters, those are my words, to make sure. And they evaluate it to objective guidelines. And that's how we make sure the whole process is working. So the point here is, what he's trying to say is, um, when something starts to rank, so if people are complaining that like this, uh, far out, weird, political, whatever, is outranking, you know, so and so, it's because that's what people want to see. You know, Um, so I think uh, and I think Rand Fishkin had a tweet about this today where he was saying, look, if you want people to stop um, wondering why Donald Trump is ranking for the word idiot, then stop talking about it. And he showed Google Trends showing uh, the search volume for the word idiot spiked dramatically when people started talking about this. And so that probably perpetuates uh, the potential problem that's there. Um, let's see what else we can talk about. Uh, there was a really cool interview that Search Love, uh, at Search Love with John Mueller. And, uh, I've written some important points in the newsletter. I'll just give you a couple of them here. Um... Number one, Google does have a score for domain authority. So it's not the same as Moz's, but they have something similar. I kind of feel like that's PageRank. rank. Um, I'm not sure what exactly John was uh, uh, referring to there. John did mention that sometimes when your site has a subdomain, Google will treat that as a completely separate site. Uh, that's not news. I think most of us know that. Um... Let's see. Do algorithms use machine learning? And John said it's not the case that they have just one machine learning model, um, but they have different parts of the algorithms that do use machine learning. So that's interesting. Uh, and the final thing we've talked about this before but if you have content on your site that is adult in nature you really should put that on a separate subdomain or somehow very clearly make that a separate part of your site otherwise it can mean that your regular non-adult content uh, will have trouble ranking properly Um, let's see here This is a funny website. I'm not going to talk about it. I'll just (laughs) encourage you to go to it. It's called whatisagoodbouncerate.com. You can check that out. Uh, and then um, let's see oh yeah so the Google help hangout so we're doing uh, a really thorough job now I have my new employees transcribe every help hangout that John Mueller does um, and we've been doing this we have over 400 pages of help hangout transcriptions uh, going back as far as 2012 um, but what we're doing now is publishing the full transcription and also a little summary of the most important things you need to know and we've got some really good feedback that uh, it's really written in a way that is easy for you to skim and learn the most important important things. Um, a few things that John mentioned that I thought were really interesting. This is from the November 30th Help Hangout. There's one since then that we still have to transcribe. We're working on it. Uh, one is, does it help to have unique images on your site? And the answer is that they the they might not make the page higher quality, but they might help you rank higher in image search. Um, Somebody asked a question about uh, in the new search console performance report uh, you'll see or in our index coverage report you'll see pages that are crawled but not indexed. So John said that that can be normal. Um, Google doesn't want to index absolutely everything that they crawl but um, if he if they if Google finds content that they feel is duplicate it can be in that section. So we use that section in our reviews to determine when websites have thin content Uh, and so that's something that um uh, is a good tip that you can use uh somebody asked you know they made changes in structured data and how long does it take for that to be reflected in the search results Google, uh, john said it could take up to a week or so um let's see what else so i'm not going to cover all these because uh we'll run out of time here um Somebody was saying that they couldn't see their rich snippets in search results and Search Console wasn't showing them any errors, so it's not that they had technical issues. And what John said was that uh, this could be um, one of two things. It could be that your website's just really new and Google hasn't determined that you have enough authority in order for them to give you uh, rich snippets. Or it could be that there is some type of a quality issue with your site. And um, so we've seen that time and time again, that sites that come to us for site quality reviews after seeing traffic drops uh, actually had lost all of their rich snippets. And if we can get them back to good rankings again, the snippets come back again, which is a, a, a pretty cool thing. Um... A little bit about local SEO. There was something about Google was spamming business listings with irrelevant events. And uh, I thought this was really funny. They they put a spammy event um, that was called Make an Entrance Like Theresa May Uh, and... It was pictures of uh, Theresa May um, with her little dancing thing that she was doing. I know you can't see me, but I'm actually trying to do it right now, which is kind of silly because this is a podcast. Uh, Point is, uh, if you do use event listing, then you should probably um, be aware that this is potentially happening. So uh, let's see what else we could talk about here. Um, Barry Schwartz noted that uh, Google My Business is experimenting with image filters. He showed an example of um, uh, a Google um, Knowledge Panel where uh, it was a car dealership and their images um, were listed as all images inside and by the owner. Um, So that's something uh, interesting to, to pay attention to. Um, I think we're almost near the end here. There was a really great use of Google Posts that was uh, tweeted about. And uh, it was somebody um, who said there was a, it was in September and there was a hurricane uh, in their area. And so they put their Google Post saying, um, you know, severe weather update, the store hours might vary. And so if you have something that you want to communicate to people in the search results um, immediately, a Google Post is a good way to do that. Oh, uh, let's see here. And that's about it. I think um, we've covered pretty much everything for this week. So we'll be back next week with another update. Uh, If you are uh, an avid podcast listener, then I really would love if you could leave a comment um, or leave a review for us, either on iTunes or on Google Play or wherever you listen to your uh, podcast. Um, And if you have any suggestions for us to make this better, make it more useful to you, uh, then we would love to hear that as well. As always, you can reach my team and I at help at mariehaines.com com. And um, we'll do our best to keep you updated with all of the news as it happens. So thanks so much. And I wish you the best of luck with your rankings this week. And hopefully we'll talk soon.